Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Am I Embarrassing You podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Wexler, here with my mom, Dr. Amy, in a primates.org shirt. What does that say? I can't read that. It's from Democratic Republic of Congo. Oh, a Congo primates.org shirt. Very cool. Yeah. It's primate rehab. It's for chimpanzees who are orphaned and they save they rescue them they rehabilitate them that's very nice thank you bring your tea cute Mm -hmm. thanks we're here to tell you today about our city new york city we've heard a lot lately from the previous president of the united states about the demise of new york city you know it's trash it's gone down it's never coming back but we're here to tell you that that's not true it's not a ghost town a lot of people Mm -hmm. have fled the city that's true and we have not and I under, we understand, but we're here to tell you about the great things about our city, recommend some stuff, feel good about where we live. Yeah. <laughs> Come back, those who left. Yeah, I mean. Rents are down. Rents are down. You can get a great place at a low price. Sponsored by Street Easy. <laughs> Just kidding. But before we start, I would like to say, like I said last week, if you would please, Apple Podcast listeners, 86% of our audience, scroll on down, tap a five-star Maybe write something nice for us. It's super easy, super quick, and it means a lot. We've gotten some good reviews in the past week, and it just really keeps our business going. Thanks, so everyone. Thank you very much. Okay, Mom. Today we're talking about New York, and I'm not going to sing, but we were just playing the soundtrack. You were just playing the soundtrack. On our town, right? Was that the... On the town. On the town. Oh. New, New York, York, New York. New York. Oh, yeah. A hell of a town. <laughs> Bronx is up and the battery's down. Oh, good one. <laughs> anyway, that was written in 1944 by Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. Bernstein? Bernstein? I can't help you with that. Okay. And I really do think it was the best place. I was born, well, I was born in Long Island, but I lived in Queens. You were in Long Island? But North Shore Hospital is just right over oh, the but it's a, it's Queens, Long okay. Island border. The Queens. We lived in Queens, in Flushing, and then we moved up to Rockland County. But we, my dad, your papa... Always worked in the city and always commuted, which was really hard for him. But yeah, came into city a lot. Thanks, mom and dad. You came into the city when you before you got driver's license with some friends all the time. As soon as my a lot of bars surrender. As soon as my first friend could drive, we were here because Rockland's you know great when you're a little kid and then boring. Uh And New York City, oh my god! I just picture every time still I drive over the George Washington Bridge, I have to look at the view of the city. Yeah, even if I'm driving. Usually there's traffic on the bridge. You can go slowly. Even if there isn't traffic. Oh, there's plenty of times there isn't traffic. I have to take a peek. I just take a really quick peek because the skyline just gets me. And anytime, okay, it's been a long time since I've flown in an airplane. In Uh fact, March 9th of last year was the last time. But every time I drive across any of the bridges back into the city or fly over and see the city, I just get this feeling of excitement like anything's possible. Yeah. Still at 51. And even if you... So we've we're lucky to have gone on some great vacations and even coming home from those vacations you see the skyline you know even at night it's so beautiful when you fly um from the east from the west to jfk mm-hmm. or LaGuardia. it's just so beautiful and you're like ah now i'm home right like even though jfk is the worst fucking airport it feels good only parts of it some some parts are okay i will it, never stop shitting on that airport or maybe i'm remembering it wrong because it's been so long it's been so long <laughs> we could take a day trip just to walk around outside <laughs> no but we did that this summer oh there's yeah a, there's a new hotel at the old twa terminal they turned into a hotel it's amazing and there's a pool on the roof yeah and we were feeling like we needed a pool this summer because we were here on the very hottest days of the summer 
and we went for the day. It was so much fun. It was great. I really and want to go back because they have a ice, an ice rink in the in the winter on the roof. Yes, but we I can go this weekend. We can. But also, like, what's cool apparently is when you're there on the roof in the pool, you're watching planes land and in formation. We saw maybe six planes in four hours. Yeah, <laughs> there's no there was no travel. But anyway, it, that was fun. It's it's and it's restored beautifully. I highly recommend. And most of our family's here. And I remember, like, I'm not a fan of cold winters. And I remember a couple of winters saying to my parents, like, why did the Wexlers and Schneiders have to settle in New York? Why didn't you guys keep going west, head to warm California? Yeah. And they just always shrugged their shoulders and said, we're New Yorkers. We're New Yorkers. <laughs> we're New Yorkers. We love it. This is where everything is. This you is where you the... almost went to college in California. I, I did. It, mm-hmm. it was my dream to go. I thought to Stanford. Yeah, she got in. I'm gonna brag for you. Oh, geez, thank so, you. So smart. I I did, and we went out there, and I was just too young. I was 17 when I went to college. My best friend was already going to Duke. My sister told me that my mom was crying in the hotel. Yeah, and I just got freaked out. Like it was so far, and I had the sense that I wouldn't come back. Uh huh. And that at that time, in my life it just felt like too much. Yeah. And I and I might not have. And yeah. I love visiting California. Me too. You're such a California girl with your aviator shades. <laughs> in some ways. I mean, I was a volleyball player and stuff. But and, and what I love now about New York is that it's gotten more casual. Yeah. Like in California, you could wear sweatpants and flip-flops. And your Birkenstocks. And it's just that's what everyone wears during the day. But typically, New Yorkers get a little bit more dressed, mm-hmm. but not during COVID. Yeah. Now it's like comfort clothes. I know. Leisure clothes. You ordered a pair of jeans the other day. God knows why. And they're already being sent back. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't need more you jeans. You don't need more jeans. Nope. But there was an article uh, this weekend in the Wall Street Journal about Magazine. pajamas. No, about <laughs> pajamas as like being more elevated than sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And there are fancy like pajama nice pajamas. Sets. Yeah, pajama sets. sets. I don't like those. I know you For don't. me. So our, <laughs> our whole family, mo- most of our family is here. Our immediate family is here. Amazingly right now. The core nine. Yeah. We live within a six block radius of each other, which is really cool. I've lived here in Manhattan since I was 21. I came 30 years. Straight to, yeah, almost 30 years. I, I came straight to med school from college mm-hmm. at 21. So I guess in August will be 30 years. Holy crap. Wow. That's crazy. And I shouldn't have gone straight to med school. I should have taken some time off. But no one thought I should take some time off. That was not like an option. It was like, you just keep going, keep going, keep going. But when I got here, I think I was a little bit burnt out. You were so young, too. Yeah. And med school was really hard. And kind of the first year was kind of cutthroaty. And it's before you make good friends and everything, or before I did. And I wasn't a biochemistry major. So I just felt like intimidated by a lot of the hardcore science. And it was still like the old kind of learning where we were in a lecture hall for hours a oh day. God. That changed in my second year completely to problem-based learning, which was amazing. And I learned to love even the first year of med school, we did this Christmas show thing where we all bonded. But that first semester, I thought, oh, God, what am I going to do? And then I said, oh, I'm going to rediscover my home city as a young adult because I knew it as a kid through my parents' eyes. We, they took us to Broadway shows, every museum, like everything. I worked in the city in summers of college. So I, I had known it a little bit myself, mm-hmm. but I hadn't actually lived on my own in New York. And I decided, well... I learned to love food. I became a foodie. Not expensive stuff, cheap stuff, but I just started exploring all the different neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And my friend Jack, who's a little bit older, 
taught me how to rollerblade. I was a big <laughs> roller skater as a kid, so it wasn't that hard, but breaking is difficult. And anytime there was a break during the day, I rollerbladed in Central Park, which was such an oasis. It became like my haven. The only time I didn't go is when it was super cold because my ears would get freezing and the wind was bad when you're rolling around. <laughs> you're um, just rolling around. But yeah, but we would just discover new restaurants, little holes in the wall, like cool places. And also my mom and I took a class. I don't know how I had time for another class, but a class at the new school on the 60s. And it was like the art and music and history. Mm-hmm. You went with Nanya in person? Yes, one night a week. That's so cute. For a semester. Yeah, we had a great time. We would always go out to dinner and I, it was my job to do the research and find <laughs> the restaurant. We had to go to a different restaurant every time. Okay. And, it was, and the new school's in the village. So it was always downtown. Amazing. Yeah, so... It was just an awesome exploration of the city. And then I did study really hard for exams. And, <laughs> yeah. But in between, I was I was really What exploring. restaurants did you and Nanya go to? Do you remember? Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. I remember one. I'm going to pronounce it wrong because it's French. Fine. Les Halles? Les Halles. It's H-A-L-L-E-S. Yeah. yeah. How do you pronounce it? I'm not saying it on the podcast. <laughs> oh my God, why not? I don't want to. Okay, so. Okay, I, I think it's still there because it's familiar. But also, that's also a place in Paris. Sorry. Les Halles? Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's still there. That's one place I remember. And I think we, we went to a Japanese restaurant called Japonica, which is still there around Gramercy Park somewhere. Maybe 14th Street, something like that. I remember those two places. That's all I remember. Fun. Since it was almost 30 years ago. Sorry, I'm just trying to keep you young. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so family. Family. That's probably the number one reason. I mean, we never have thought of moving out of the city in the 10 times we've moved apartments. It was never, are we leaving? Yeah, we were never going to move to the suburbs, no. but but Gagi and I, my sister, decided when we were kids, well, because of our dad saying to us, girls, when you grow up, <laughs> you can't ever commute. It's taking years off my life. <laughs> like, it's horrible. It's so stressful. And so we both live in the, live and work in the city. And I think we would, that, that was always our plan. Mm-hmm. So that's great. And you guys went to school in the city, so if I had to be at your school, I could go from work and come mm-hmm. back, and it was easy. Yeah. The only traffic would just be city traffic or you yeah. know, cab traffic, but yeah, subway. you can river. always just get out and walk. Yeah. Family, Central Park. Well, Central Park. Two big, big ones for That's- us, especially in the pandemic. Oh, my God. So thank you, Central Park. <laughs> they can't hear you. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> the Central Park Conservancy does such an incredible job. You check out their website. It's just centralparknyc.org. There are other amazing parks that we've been to. We, we went to Carl Schurz. Schurz. <laughs> it's hard to pronounce that. We lived on Carl Schurz Park for like six years. Yeah, I know. Schurz. They're amazing cherry blossoms there. We went there a lot at the beginning of the pandemic. We're just mixing it up. Carl Schurz, Central Park. But there's also Riverside Park. We've been downtown to Washington Square Park. We went to Bryant Park. Madison Square Park is really nice. It is. All, all the parks are great. Yeah little oases in the city but central park i mean oh my god it, no it really it really saved me i went there every day after work we went there like every other day when work was closed yeah and we watched the cherry blossoms every single day that was a real treat i mean i was super stressed about working from home and the not working not working from home not working and being home but Usually, like, I'd go see the cherry blossoms on the weekends, but to mm-hmm. watch them every day. Every day. And then you go and you're like, oh, maybe today, maybe today they'll be all the way out. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, tomorrow. But it's great to see how quickly they, they change and they come and go so quickly in New York, the cherry blossoms. And we found, like, one tree 
on a side street bloomed early and we told everybody we knew like, like you gotta go oh, shit it's ready 85th between york and first yeah. on the north side of the street like i can picture that tree yeah. just past arturo's amazing yeah. pizza place we're gonna talk about yeah so one day jody and i were in central park walking around the reservoir looking at the cherry blossoms and we were looking up at the cherry blossoms obviously mm-hmm. and we met these two little girls with their dad and they go hey come over here and we're like okay sure we walk over, you know, six feet apart from them, masks on, et cetera. And they're looking down into the reservoir. They go, look, there's a goose nest. And her name is Louise. <laughs> and she's sitting on eggs. And we were like, oh, my God, we've never looked down. Yeah. And so the next day we came back and we walked around the reservoir looking down the entire time. And we found five goose nests, which is so cool. And of those five... And we named each of the females and, and the males they made for life. Was it Louise, Lucille, fuck, Gert, Gertrude? No. Okay. So you... I don't remember the other names. And Goggy did that, and then I came sometimes, but I didn't get to name them. And then... I wasn't an everydayer. <laughs> you were an everydayer, and then... It was cold. Four of the five nests hatched live goslings. We were there for one full hatching. We were. And... Two of them, like one hatched on a Thursday, one nest, the next on a Friday. And then the following week, Thursday, Friday, the other two hatched. And the poor Louise, the first nest that we saw, those eggs never hatched. Yeah. Or if they hatched, they died right away. Yeah, that was really sad. So there were like 16 or 17 goslings at first. and like, But only a few died. But we met a lot of people in the park. Mm-hmm. Another great thing about New York, people. people. People watching, talking to strangers. Most people are nice and helpful and friendly. Not everyone, but... Mm-hmm. So we met. We ran into this older woman who was alone. We were looking at these cute goslings, and she goes, "You know, a lot of them are gonna die. <laughs> oh my a god, very high mortality rate." She was not in a good place. And I looked at her. I said, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and she was like, "No, honey, I'm not okay." And she was lonely and scared and all this stuff. But this was in April, May. Oh, May. I realized she just needed someone to talk to, so we talked to her. But then, because of what she said about the high mortality rate, and before I looked it up. We decided not to name the babies. Yeah. In case they were going to die and we wouldn't get so attached to them. Yeah. They were so cute. And we saw large birds like try to hunt them and stuff. Yeah. We saw one one day. Did I tell you about this? Get lost? No. So after a couple of weeks, they learned how to swim. Mm -hmm. It was very exciting to watch them. Okay. And they have to stay really close to their mom. They're tiny and they go out just along and they come back. Well, one gosling got lost and ended up in a different group. Oh, no. And they kicked the gosling out. So they mean. yelled at it and kicked at it and chased it away. And the other, its family that it came from, swam by it. One point didn't hear it. It was like a bad Disney movie. It was like a horrible wildlife show where we're like, it's about to die. And then it didn't. And and then a couple walked by who actually take care of them, the geese if they need it. Uh-huh. Pamela and Edward. And they said, oh, don't worry. They'll, its family will find it. And I said, how do you know? They said, we just have a good feeling. Oh. So I took a deep breath and watched it. And like 10 minutes later, it was reunited. I might have it on film. We took a lot of videos of the geese. We were really bored. You couldn't work. <laughs> bored out of um, our minds. Yeah. Yeah. But finally, I went back to work. And still, every day after work, I would go. And then people started to know me because I was posting a lot on Instagram. Hey, how are those ducks doing? I'm like, they're good. They're geese. <laughs> Everyone are, said the ducks. How are the ducks? Well, it turns out goslings are yellow like ducklings are. Oh. And... They're so freaking cute. Yeah. But I mean, when everything closed down in March and April, even the restaurants were closed and it was a really bad time. The worst time for businesses thus far. The only thing that was open were green spaces. Yes. And so we had parks. We 
you know, we could sit on a bench. The benches were not taken away. Um, you couldn't sit outside at, at a restaurant. No, I, I've seen some restaurants like overturn their benches. So you can't sit right outside if they have oh, little ledges. Got it. You know, the parks were just left. And sometimes they were kind of left unruly, which is kind of funny to see the park overgrown. Overgrown because yeah. they weren't, the parks department wasn't working right, right then. And we went almost every day, like you said. And now we're just bundling up more and still going because it just is, it's, well, it's, it's one thing to do with a destination we don't have a lot of destinations right now and it's just you know we bundle up we put our water bottles in our pockets pocket water pocket water and we go and i invested in a very warm very long coat this year michelin man style (laughs) it's outstanding yeah sometimes i could just wear a short sleeve t-shirt and it's 30 degrees out and i'm warm in that thing good good shit and it is so good to lower stress levels just being outside getting fresh air seeing green and I always thought, I don't like Central Park in the winter. I always thought that before this, except when it snows, when it's beautiful. So it's a, it's a wonderland. Because I have a thing against naked trees. Yeah, it's, we're working on it. Not that they're naked, but when they lose their leaves, they look dead to me. Even though I know they're not dead. Like, they're going to come back to life. They're just kind of resting. But it just reminds me of death. And I get morbid thoughts. Okay. And that's not great. But I have them less this year about it. Like, I just Good. kind of embraced when the leaves were changing color. I didn't always think... Oh, they're changing color because they're dying, which is exactly what's happening, by the way. It's an improvement for you. But just to enjoy the colors. Like, oh, those colors are pretty, not just those colors mean death. It's a little extreme. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. But I'm I'm working on it, and and it seems to be working. Okay. And I'm enjoying the park a lot right now. Not as much as when everything's in bloom, my Mm -hmm. God. But I visit the cherry trees and magnolia trees, and I'm like, hi, everybody. (laughs) And they're like, I'm a tree. Hope you're having a good rest. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's still a ton of birds. There's an owl that I've not mm. seen, but it's on the west side. Yeah, there's a mat- the mystical owl. So cool. It's been flying around. And now that we're in a different stage of the pandemic, museums are open at 25% capacity, which is great, especially when it's cold. The, I've been to the Met and the Whitney, I think, thus far. Some museums are closed. The Frick is closed. But the Frick is closed because they're renovating. renovating. MoMA's, I went to MoMA. You did? MoMA's open. That's good. It's just nice. I mean, yes, you know, keep your mask on, et cetera. But they're doing a good job and they're doing the best they can. I think it's worth it. I went to the New York Historical Society. Mm-hmm. Saw a Billie Jean King exhibit. That was so really cool. cool. And I read an interview with Leonard Lauder and he said, going to museums now makes him feel like when he was a kid. Because he said, um, as a kid after school, his parents were working, Estee Lauder yeah. and her husband. And so he would use the museums kind of as his babysitter. That's so cute. Yeah, and he knew all the museums. He knew he loved yeah. them all. And during the day, during the week, when he was growing up, museums were pretty empty. It was on the weekends when tourists and yeah. other people would come in. And now they're pretty empty. Right. And so it's reminding him of being a kid, which that's I so thought cute. was so sweet. Yeah. 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 So museums are open and a lot of them are pay what you want. So that's easy. Kind of just like the park. You can kind of stroll in. Yeah. The High Line's open. High Line's open and always free. You have to make a reservation for the High Line, but it's, it's a free ticket. You just have to mark your spot. So they have limited people per hour but there's always availability and i heard you now. can walk up a lot of times yeah and yeah let you in yeah and you just have to show it on your phone but yeah. it's totally free i love the high line the only thing is that this summer they didn't have their usual vendors and they usually have such good ice cream but I, I get it like popsicles yeah yeah but hopefully they'll come back soon and chelsea market's still open and just all these great places that are walk throughable <laughs> and you can yeah. eat or not or just enjoy we went to dumbo once this summer mm-hmm. we could have gone more we could have. Like, so let's go far. to Brooklyn. She was like, really? <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> so we're lucky enough we have a car in the city. Um, so we got in the car and we drove to Brooklyn and we walked along the waterfront. That was really nice. We sat under the bridge. It yeah, was it really was good. so fun. We saw like photo shoots. We've been seeing weddings. We saw, we've seen still. weddings. Yeah. I mean, it's a very typical New York thing to see 
weddings in Central Park, and you would think that during a pandemic they would cease, but no. No. There's still great people watching. New York is the best people watching city. I mean, over the summer, I saw a woman, an older woman in a fur coat with a lawn chair in the park painting. That's awesome. In June. Full <laughs> mink fur coat. Oh, God. I mean, like, the things you see, you just can't see anywhere else, especially if you're working or you're writing something or whatever, you need a break or you need a screen break, which we all do. Take a walk. Take a walk. Get a chuckle in. Yeah, and you, when you walk through neighborhoods, like you walk by the fire stations, yeah. and then we always chat with the firemen. You always chat with the firemen. <laughs> I do. I'm friendly with firemen. I had a friend who was a fireman. I know you did. Died in 9-11. Anyway, they're not all like hot firemen that I want to talk to. Okay, fine. I just like firemen. Okay, fine. Okay. Thank like you for your service. Shopkeepers and, you know, we're trying to support local businesses as much as we can mm-hmm. we bought some gift cards at some places we've, yeah we've done a lot of takeout mm-hmm. and a lot of delivery and that's also kind of it's kind of a bad time for you to learn how to cook because we want to support businesses so if you ever don't feel like cooking it's so easy to be like well you know we haven't ordered from this place in a while oh yeah gotta support them. gotta support them <laughs> that's support- been your excuse i've mostly been supporting the local pizzerias yes you have i love pizza i think it should be its own food group okay do you disagree yeah okay because i understand food pyramids (laughs) (laughs) well also dark chocolate should be its own food group no fine but pizza is one of my favorite things and we i think we new york city has has the best pizza in the world and when i took you and jay but it's hard when you have italy okay but when i took you guys to italy so this was christmas of 2010 into 2011 okay 10 years ago okay I found like the best pizzeria in Rome. Okay. It's like, I got to take you guys here. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there. You're little, right? You're like 11 and eight. Mm-hmm. You both go, yeah, this is good. Mama. He's exactly like Mezzaluna. <laughs> I looked at you guys. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I just schlepped you halfway across the world. <laughs> it's like freezing cold and we're eating. But it was good. When I tasted it, I was like, yep, tastes yeah. like Mezzaluna. So like, we really have amazing pizza in the city yeah. because there are a lot of Italians here. Yes who bring their amazing pizza making skills yeah, with them. Yeah, I mean, them. the only main difference, because you you can get Italian ingredients, you can't get the water. That's the only difference people say. Yes. The water. We have good New York City water. Oh my God, that's why we're the best bagels. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, though I have to say, Italy, you have better gelato. We have amazing gelato here, but holy crap, it was winter. We were wearing We were wearing parkas mm-hmm. and eating gelato. Yeah. <laughs> and happy. Very happy. Yeah. Oh, yes, quite happy. Ice cream in the winter is not a new thing for us, but we have been having adventures in the car. Where okay, I just said adventures, but I meant excursions. Okay, when we we've been going downtown to Morgan Stearns oh, to delicious. get ice cream. I mean, they deliver, but it's so much more fun to go. You can we get a cone, eat in the car, and then we go back and we in to the store and we get pints to bring home. Absolutely, we're running low. Actually, I was going to tell you that. Let's make a run. I finished the peanut butter yesterday. <laughs> so we, good. I thought we should just list off some of our local places for those of you who are in New York City. Uh-huh. We're just gonna list off some of our favorite food places restaurants takeout places what do you think sure all right let's okay. start with pizza okay fine you you do that then <laughs> okay arturo's heaven 85th in york oh my god it's a hole in the wall it's isn't, a hole in the wall slice place isn't there one on houston or is that just the same name but a different restaurant i think it's same name different restaurant okay, no i know the place you're talking about okay but arturo's delicious delicious okay another place pqr yes second avenue and 85th street yes they're from rome like, they speak Italian. The two guys from Rome. They don't speak much English. The pizza's delicious. It's all kind of thin Sicilian. They closed for a while, so we went there. Zoe and I went there. Like, the first week of quarantine, we went every day. 
And then, and they said, please come, keep coming, girls. We're going to be open for takeout the whole time. Like, awesome. The next day, boarded up. Oh, and so like, oh when something's God. boarded up, it's not going to reopen. It didn't look like it. And there was a sign like, thank you for your, thank you for your business or something like that. And it like, it definitely read, we're not reopening. Mm-hmm. And then in August, it, they, it was open one day. It was like, no, I'm not going to say what I think it was, but it was like an Easter. <laughs> <laughs> we're Jews. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I do, but I didn't want to offend anybody. It's fine. It was a miracle. It resurrected. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> and it's delicious. It's so and good. Then, and nearby is a great place that I've gone to since medical school called Delizia. There's two. There's one on 73rd Street and one on 92nd. There's a place on the west side called Mama's 2. T-O-O. It's so good. And also, okay, you go to Mama's, the original, but it's not as good as Mama's 2. Mama's 2 is amazing. And These I walked are- past it two days ago and there was a line around the corner, which is a little ridiculous. When but it's it 30 degrees. It. Yeah. Just yeah. dress warmly. For Japanese food on the Upper East Side, our favorite place right now is closed. It's called Dongari. We don't, it's a really bad sign because it's just been closed with the shades drawn since March. Like we went the night before the pandemic, like before things started closing. Yeah, it's like March 12th. We went out for dinner to Dongari because it's our favorite restaurant and it closed. And since then, it's been closed. But the awning is still there, and everything is the same. It looks like no one's been inside since March. And you emailed Chef. I emailed Chef Yamasaki twice. I have an old email from, like, eight years ago, and he didn't write me back. So maybe he and his family went back to Japan. Chef Yamasaki, if there is any way that you are listening to this, please let us know that you're coming back. We hope you're coming back. We'll be there the first day that you're open. It's really the best place to go. It's more of a special occasion place, but we go a lot. necessarily i think of it as just special it's my favorite restaurant it's tiny it's a little hole in the wall it needs like a little restaurant yeah. makeover and they can't they have don't have any outdoor, outdoor space no it's too tiny and another amazing japanese place nearby is called ishikawa they are doing great they you give up, them more than enough business <laughs> they they set up an amazing outdoor space that's much bigger than their indoor place was they shut right. down their west side place to like focus on the east side mm-hmm. the fish that's the first place i ate sushi when everything reopened i was a little worried at the beginning of like Where's the fish coming from? And is, is it, it fresh? fresh? And I was worried about getting sick. Ishikawa, the quality of that fish is so good. If you're looking for, you know, Valentine's Day is next month. If you're looking for a special meal or something, it's incredible. They'd also deliver. It's very... Yeah, now nice. they deliver. Nice restaurant. And, and there's takeout. Yeah, so our neighbors, thank you, John and Kim, told us about it. And it is amazing and worth a trip to the Upper East Side, which is rare to say for food. But there is really good food it's, up here. Yes, there is. And then we had a couple of openings this summer, which was surprising because everything Anita's. was closing down. Tell us about Anita's. Anita's Gelato. So when I first saw this sign like a year ago, I was like, there's no fucking way. Anita's Gelato is a place that is from Israel, but I had seen it in Sydney a few times when visiting a friend. And I've been there. Anita's, it's really good. So Gelato. you've been there in Australia. Yes, it's from Israel and it's in Australia. And I was like, there's no fucking way. There's Anita's coming to Second Avenue. That there's no. I was like, oh, it's just different. Like they stuck t- stole the logo lawsuit in the making it's the real thing it's incredible gelato it opened during the pandemic which is i did not think was going to happen and it's been popping every day yeah, there's always a line they always, also have delicious it's frozen so yogurt it. it's and incredible. they're so nice in there they're israeli and it's kosher yes and i was i mean the things that have opened during the pandemic kudos to you because that is not easy yes and the need is i hope i think they're doing great it looks like they are because there's always a line i know it's really good it's really great and then there's Butterfield Market, which is a branch of the Butterfield Market near Lenox Hill Hospital on 77th, opened right by my work office. Thank God. Dean and DeLuca shut down like overnight. Out of the blue. 
And it was the best places down the block from my office. And you can get anything, a quick lunch, breakfast, coffee, but also fruit, mm-hmm. like butcher, full grocery store, literally everything. And then there was nothing. And I thought, oh God, it's going to be another bank. There are a lot of banks lot around. Of banks. Doesn't really help me. No. For food, since that's always on my mind. And then Butterfield came. They put up a sign, Butterfield Market coming. We're like, oh my God, because they also have amazing frozen yogurt. Really So they opened up with just the window. So you couldn't go inside yet when no one was doing any indoor shopping. And there was a line down the block for their delicious frozen yogurt. Which we waited on. We did. And now you can go inside and it's really great. Yeah, it's awesome. So that's another. I'm glad they're doing well. Another new place. We eat a lot of bagels. Yeah, not every day. um, we're, We're bagel connoisseurs. I would say so. I would say top bagel, pick a bagel. Really good. Top bagel. I like a black seed's also great. Black seed is great, but it's just far for us. Yep. But it's really good. Tall bagels. Yep. There's a bunch of those. There are I've I Essa bagel is like the thing. It's really good. I've never had it. What's the one near Columbia in Barnard? Absolute bagels. Yeah, that's yeah, you really can't good too. you can't. Is that hundred and tenth street? It's um yeah. Hundred ninth. Yeah. The last time I went there the line was so long I kinda gave up. It is actually worth it. All right. All right, and then there's Ore Washers, which is Tell a delicious it. Upper East Side bakery. There's one on the West Side, too. And what they did, so they make everything from scratch there. It smells so good. They're open early. They get their flour from France, and I think the butter. Everything's homemade. You can order online and do pickup. If you don't want to go into the store, like mm-hmm. a lot of people are still not feeling comfortable going inside, you do curbside pickup. Yeah. So I guess around the country where people are driving, they're mm-hmm. doing a lot of curbside pickup, like actually drive up to the curb yes but here in new york it means stand on the sidewalk and they come out and to they you. come and just hand it to you yeah or you can go inside and they only let one or two people in at mm-hmm. a time which i be- think is also probably why a lot of the lines are long at these places because less people are allowed inside at a time yes so I, it's the lines move quickly i would recommend it oh also if you're looking for pizza downtown prince street pizza they don't Delicious. need my recommendations <laughs> they don't need my always business, busy but they are always incredible we found a little place called nr yeah which great I noodles. Has great food and brunch on the weekends, mm-hmm. Upper East Side. Mostly Japanese food, I think. Yeah, it's like a combo. Yeah. And really good. We've also gone to green markets, and I would say like more than when we usually would during normal time because we just have more free time on our hands. Yes. There's some, every neighborhood in the city has green markets, just depends on the day. And then we would go to the Union Square Green Market, which is huge. The and biggest amazing. one in the city, and it's really great. And that's always fun. It's always fun. You, like, I always pick up a little snack. And it's also nice to get, they have beautiful fresh flowers that are different than ones you could get at a bodega. Mm-hmm. Beautiful flowers there and fruit and honey and cheese. Such good cheese. Yeah. It's good cheese. So we just felt like we got to support the local, the local shops, the local restaurants, yeah. the green markets, which means farmers and stuff. And then at the beginning of the pandemic, it was really cool to see some businesses pivot. So there's this one called Chef's Collective. And it turned out that there were a lot of businesses that sold directly to restaurants. So yes. the, the businesses would get their goods from local farms and then sell to the restaurants. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the restaurants were closed. So they had excess produce. They had so much stuff. And even if they didn't buy the stuff, like they were going to go out of business. So they had to figure out what to do. So they decided to sell directly to people. So the Chef, Chef's Collective, I'm read from their website, were a small artisan supplier of fine foods working directly with small farmers. Before COVID-19, we supplied New York City's top restaurants. We now offer our products to everyone with contactless home delivery. 
and they delivered to New York City, Bergen County, New Jersey, Rockland County, Westchester, and Long Island. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like a real bounty of vegetables and really good stuff. Yeah, we get cheese and fruits. and The cheese is really good yeah. from there. And the price is low. That's the other thing. Yeah. You cut out the middleman. It's wholesale. Yeah, exactly. It's wholesale. Sometimes you have to get a lot. <laughs> I know. And then we're like, oh, shit. It's only three of us. <laughs> um, but like we have four radishes. <laughs> no, we haven't ever thrown anything out. It's just been really cool. And I wonder if when everything opens back up again, if some of these businesses will keep doing that. It, it feels like a treat to be able to get the stuff does. that the restaurants would usually get first. Yeah. That's been really nice. Yeah. So we're food centric. We're food centric. This, this is the city to eat in. It is. And I just can't imagine, like, we don't have a place out of the city, but if we did, like, we'd have to cook every day. Oh, man. I can't do that. That's a lot. I can't only make pasta so many times a week. And oatmeal. And cereal. Ugh. <laughs> Even that doesn't excite me. No. But, yeah, if we had a barbecue, we could grill and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is a great eating city. It still is. I know so many restaurants have closed, which is so sad. And I just keep buying t-shirts to support restaurants <laughs> and sweatshirts and hats. Oh, there's another place downtown, Golden Diner. Oh, you love the Golden Diner. Hi, guys. I love you the Golden Diner. You have three of the same sweatshirt. Well, I brought four of the same sweatshirt <laughs> because the other three are for my friends. That you met who, at the Golden Diner. Yes. Okay. And I know that you guys just rebuilt your outdoor structure, so I'm going to come down and visit you soon. Okay. They're in Chinatown. But Chinatown got decimated because at the beginning of the pandemic, people were scared to go to Chinatown because they associated Chinatown with COVID-19 coming from China, which was unfair. Um, but parts of her coming back and then and the neighborhoods are supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to watch. It's New Yorkers cool. are tough. Yeah. What does the shirt that you have say? I have one that says New York tough. OK. I, I have one no, the other one. New York strong? Yeah, New York. New York tougher than ever. <laughs> I, have a New York, have. I have a New York tougher than ever shirt. I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's fun. It is fun. But yeah, it, I mean, it's good. You can eat and then you can walk and you can eat more and walk more. Yeah. I think like such a New York City <laughs> thing to do is to get a slice of pizza and walk and eat it on the street. It's just tricky now because of masks. Your mask. So you should maybe get your pizza and then sit in a park on a bench and eat it. Socially distanced from everybody. I've done that. Yeah. I've also taken a bite, put my mask right back on. Taken a bite, yeah, put my mask right back on. <laughs> like, I mean, it's pretty annoying, but you've got to do what you got to do. That's right. And also these pizza places in the summer sell Italian ices that are such a New York thing. I don't think I've seen them anywhere outside of New York City. Me either. Chocolate Italian ice. Chocolate Italian ice. Delicious. There's no milk in that. So for for those of us who are lactose lactose intolerant, they're perfect, but yum. I don't know why they don't carry them year round, but I guess they just wouldn't sell to anyone except for me. I would buy chocolate ices. Me too. But I ask and they're like, why would we have ices in the winter? No, man. (laughs) <laughs> is that how they say it i don't know i can't do italian accent no <laughs> okay okay i'm done um, embarrassing myself but what else have we been recently i'm gonna try to jog your memory okay it's been a really great community moment moment in the city oh well you mean november 7th i do okay so on november 7th yes around 11 a.m well, I think 11.30. Okay. Uh, I ran C- screaming through our apartment. CNN announced that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won the election. They got 270 plus electoral votes officially. And all of a sudden you heard all this screaming. And we opened our little sliding door. It was a little terrace. And all these young people were on their little fire escapes screaming, Woo! 
and you could also, hear all the screaming. And you could hear everyone um, slamming pots together and honking their horns on the street. It was so cool. It was euphoric. And then we went for a walk and everyone was cheering. So what happened... And it was also unseasonably warm. It was November 7th, yes. but it was like 65 degrees. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. And what was sad leading up to it is that every store boarded up mm-hmm. because there were fear that there were going to be riots. We had some bad looting earlier in the year and a lot of stores were... All the glass windows were damaged and stuff was stolen. And so everyone thought, uh-oh, like that's going to happen again. It didn't happen at all. No, it didn't. Instead, everyone was just cheering and if people could touch each other it would have been hugging and high-fiving yeah. but there there was just like a weight lifted and and just a happiness it was amazing and then we went in central park and it was so busy it felt like a summer's day everyone was smiling and jumping and people would walk by and just everyone started screaming all of a sudden it was, just going, woo, woo. <laughs> it was so awesome and then we're on fifth avenue walking and we saw from in the distance one of those tour buses like the red tour buses that's double decker and open on the top and then we realized wait a second we haven't seen any of those they're not they're out of commission right, right now and then the bus drives by and it's just people uh on the roof cheering i guess someone like rent i didn't know you could rent out one they of those buses they rented it out and they were having a party it was on the bus. so funny it was awesome yeah it was great and i just can't i couldn't have imagined like being in you know a house in the middle of nowhere during that day i've heard of some for some people because it was a weekend that was saturday that mm-hmm. um people who were usually in the city and weren't that day were so bummed to have missed it yeah it was one of those like amazing new york days had to be there but that's really the spirit of new york is just smiling <laughs> everyone yes. cheering. no when it's good when it's bad like at the beginning of the pandemic every night at 7 p.m people cheered off their little balconies for all the healthcare workers coming off their shifts for i think it was all of april all of may and like most of june i don't remember it started to it stop ended. but it was just amazing to hear people really got into it with yeah. cowbells and cymbals yeah, yeah like i had cowbells and, and also people would use their speakers from inside their house and then open their windows so you would hear music pumping from inside their house usually a new york song yeah yeah oh yeah we heard a lot of new york new york <laughs> which to me yeah it, uh, it was great and then there were so many peaceful blm protests mm-hmm. and we decided we would cheer them on from our terrace because mm-hmm. we felt like during a pandemic when there's a like super communicable disease, we didn't feel like we should be in such a close crowd. Yeah. And that was, it was I think unclear. a lot of people were unsure if to support, like they want to support the protest, but it's so complicated when you're in a pandemic with the, the disease spread through the air that yeah. way. I know like a lot of people were wearing masks, but not everyone was. Yeah. And, I, and New York I, has done a really good job controlling the pandemic recently because most people are taking it damn seriously. Yes. At the beginning, it was a little bit tough, but then our numbers were horrendous. I mean, so many people dying every mm-hmm. day. ICUs filled to the brim. Horror stories of people dying alone. I mean, so bad. Doctors and nurses working so many shifts and getting burnt out. And then when we controlled it, and Cuomo would come on every morning to do his press conference, and I thought he did a great job. And then the numbers came down and stayed down for a really long time. And yeah. still in New York, like it's just above 3%. And mm-hmm. there are some places that are 20%. Well, California and Arizona right now are really, really bad. So if you, I know. you know, stay inside, man. And I think also what New York has done such a good job with is turning part of the street grids, grids into these outdoor restaurants. Because now there are all these structures that at first seem kind of flimsy and weird. And like, oh, you know, when it starts to snow and rain more, they'll fall away. 
but now they're really built up and they have heaters and they're really well thought out so that maybe when the pandemic it was really over and we're all vaccinated i guess maybe next year they'll keep them yes i've heard people say oh it feels like europe like with the right. sidewalk, sidewalk cafes. cafes and having that also it's nice for businesses once they can restaurants once they can have indoor dining as well they'll just have more tables yeah that they never had before exactly it's great it's been really nice yeah, yeah. it looks cool Some, sometimes like i feel uncomfortable sitting on an avenue because sometimes you sit there and there's like buses and cars like going way too fast past you you can feel like you're in the danger zone but on the side streets i yeah, really side like streets it. are good yeah one time we were sitting on the avenue and you made us move to the side street corner of the structure because you thought a bus was gonna hit me there was the only thing between you and a bus was a little piece of plywood. <laughs> I did not like that. But the bus was in a different lane. It wasn't coming at me. It could have. It would not have done that. There have been a few accidents. I don't think anyone's died, thank goodness, but it didn't feel safe. It certainly wasn't a relaxing way to eat. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but but that's New York. We reinvent ourselves. Yeah. I was here for 9-11. Mm-hmm. I was in New York rebuilt. New York's rebuilding now small businesses are getting crushed but now there's a second round of ppp loans hopefully restaurants will get more aid broadway oh my gosh broadway broadway needs help i know but the broadway stars have been doing all these like online fundraisers Mm -hmm. yeah and shows and we've watched a bunch of them with our hamilton stars (laughs) and a bunch of other ones and it feels good to give back in that way but like amazing for them they're just like giving away their talent yeah. to raise money for all these people so i know just the th- it's so it's so sad about the theaters and everyone who works in the theater who's yes. not a performer it's just really rough i know so but we're well, gonna come back the day it opens we'll be there we'll be there yes and we then... have tickets to a couple things that keep getting pushed back i know music man with hugh jackman mm-hmm. oh he's gonna be great I, on his instagram he keeps posting like rehearsals for it oh god (laughs) (laughs) he was tap dancing yesterday and he's so instagram he is amazing and then baseball came back that was a big deal for me that was i forgot about the whole baseball phase of quarantine every night i'm putting the yanks on and i was like okay you were so nice about it whatever you want (laughs) no it felt like life was like somewhat back to normal because the yankees were on tv yeah granted i couldn't go watch them in person but that's fine they figured out how to have a shortened baseball season. Of course, now everyone's like, oh, a shortened season is so much better because baseball's so boring. Well, they just don't no, get baseball it. Baseball's just the longest season. It's May to October. Yeah. If that's, you're lucky. That's <laughs> okay. That's so long. Well, for, it's September for most teams. But okay, fine. Not everyone can be the Yankees. And other sports are back. You know, no fans. Hockey, basketball, football, obviously. Things we don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, that's great. So great American pastime. Yeah, that's been fun. Hopefully the Olympics. It's not been fun. I don't care about the other sports. Okay, I think it's fun. We love the Olympics. But that's not a New York thing. We just love the Olympics. No, yeah. So we're just saying, we just wanted to do an episode about our city because we love it so much. We love it in good times and bad times. And the idea of leaving just made no sense to us. Not that we have anywhere to go. (laughs) No. Yeah, it's usually like some people, this kind of thing, like, they hunker down. If you and Jay were tiny, it would have been much harder. We still wouldn't have had a choice. Like, my business is here. I can't move my business. And you can't I, work from home. I can't work from home. I, I could do a little bit of telemedicine, which I still do in the office, but I have to go to the office and see patients in person. I can't, haven't figured out how to do a telemedicine biopsy no, or of course inject not. Botox you don't have through robots. the computer. <laughs> That's, you know, so my business is here, and thankfully it's back open. And it's not as busy as it usually is, but that's okay. I'm grateful for people who can come see me and 
I get to take care of people, and that's awesome. So anyway, we love we love you, New York. I wish I could sing, but I, I can't, so I won't. You did a little little ditty for us at the beginning of the episode. It's a hell of a town. It's a hell of a town. What can I tell you? What come, can I tell come you? visit. When things are safe, <laughs> come visit us. We're the best. But walk quickly on the street. <laughs> if you haven't watched the Friendly Bewitz thing, um, pretend it's a city yet, you have to. I haven't seen it yet, but I need to see yeah, it. Yeah, you do. Okay. okay, we're moving on. All right. Okay, it's time for an Ask Dr. Amy segment. We have some questions of a varied degree. I would say these all came from Instagram, so that seems to be the way people want to submit questions. We okay. have we don't really get any via email. We get other stuff. So feel free to send us any question you have at Embarrassing You Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us info at embarrassingyoupodcast.com. It just seems like most people prefer to DM. Okay. Okay. The first question for Dr. Amy, someone said, for Dr. Amy, what's it with the five versus one star reviews? Can you explain this? It's weird to see this as a listener. Oh, on Apple. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we have literally half five star reviews and half one star reviews. People feel very strongly about our podcast one way or another, but yeah. I think I'm going to let you handle this one, though. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been rough. I'm not going to lie. I don't know why I would, <laughs> but... Um, I also am bad at faking stuff, so if I am faking something, you can tell. Yeah. Um, the five-star reviews are all the ones, you know, from people who like our podcast, and the one-star reviews are from people who think that it's fun to try to bring us down um, for fun, to entertain themselves. Um, a lot of these people are people who we once knew personally, who forget that we can see their names on the reviews, or don't forget to don't change your names, or don't make it anonymous, or just don't give a fuck. And to that, I don't have anything to say other than um, I hope that's fun for you. Do you think that they even listened? Oh, no. Also, part of it is like, obviously, you don't listen to my podcast, <laughs> so I don't care enough. But that it is weird. I'm sure as a listener, it's weird to see that um, because we're not famous. Like, who cares? Right. What's with all the hate? Right. If it's not a celebrity podcast, like, why is there so much hate? And the answer is, I don't know. Next question. Okay. Also for you, how young is too young to start Botox? I get this question a lot in the office because there is a trend among 20-somethings to start doing little bits of Botox or related molecules like Juvo. And there isn't really an age when we're talking about cosmetic, like fine lines and wrinkles. Yes. Botox can be used to treat hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating, mm -hmm. often from the underarms, palms, soles, other areas of the body. And that can be very serious and is, is a real problem. And so... I've injected, you know, 16-year-olds under their arms after trying other things. But for cosmetic fine lines on the forehead and in between the eyebrows, I think the youngest patient I inject is probably 22, 21 or 22. And I do that because she does have lines on her face that are there when she doesn't move. So mm -hmm. that there are wrinkles that you have when you only move your muscles, like raise up your eyebrows. Those are called, well, it doesn't matter to get into the technical terms, but... When you rest your eyebrows and like rest your face, then when you're young, super young, they go away. But if you've overused those muscles, and that can be like you're just very expressive with your face, and so you can have that as a teenager even, when they start to stay at rest, then it, then it's okay to do a little bit of Botox because if you do it, it treats them. It makes them go away temporarily, but also if you do it a couple times, permanently. I think that's the best part of Botox that is not widespread enough, that it's worked so well 
like they they don't market it that way because then they make less money <laughs> right then you use less but it right. can cure it cures someone you. of lines yes so i would say early 20s but i take everyone on a case-by-case basis of course okay next question is dr amy question okay sorry this is confusing wording dr amy question who makes a sweater in the magazine photo feature okay i think this is just our wwd women's wear daily feature you're wearing that lingua franca sweater ah okay so it's um it's script lowercase so it's a little bit hard yeah. to read my sweater from lingua franca yes. says when there are nine yes and that's a quote from justice ruth bader Ginsburg. may she rest in peace rbg died on rosh hashanah yes in september and she's a hero of mine and she said i'm going to quote her quote when i'm sometimes asked when will there be enough women on the supreme court and i say when there are nine people are shocked but there have been nine men and nobody's ever raised a question about that mm-hmm. so i love that and lingua franca is this cool company from new york and they put awesome sayings on sweaters. You can personalize anything you want. Yeah, you just got a Dr. Jill Biden one. <laughs> I just got a Dr. Jill Biden one. And I just bought a Stacey Abrams one. Oh, cool. I might borrow that. That's in the mail. Um, and their sweaters are cashmere. They have short sleeve. They have long sleeve. They're really awesome. I love the socks that they have. My favorite. Warm, cozy so socks. When we were getting dressed for the photo shoot, people were like helping me pick out stuff. And, you know, this fancy thing, that fancy thing. And I thought, oh, I just want to make a statement and about someone I love. So I wore that sweater. Thank you for asking that question. You like I love that sweater. Thank you. And if you were real close to work, you might wear it. <laughs> Scrubs all at all times. Yes. These days. Okay, the last question is someone said, You both seem so positive on the podcast. Do you ever feel down? And if you do, how do you handle that? You Thanks. Go first? Um well I don't know. I'm really tired this episode. I hope you can't tell, but say lovey. Um how do you stay so positive? I would say I'm optimistic person and there have been things that happened in my life you know breakups you getting divorced you know shit happening college stuff you know random shit like that that maybe would have made me not an optimist but i think that that's just the way that i am and so also i think i've learned this in the past few years meeting a lot of new people that it's really so easy to be nice and it's so easy to help someone and it's so it's so much easier to smile than to make you know be in a bad mood so that helps me stay positive. I also just feel extremely lucky for what I have um, and to be doing this with you. So even if we talk about sad stuff or whatever, it's never fake happiness or fake positivity. That's just my outlook on life has changed a lot in the past few years and in a good way and just feeling grateful and content in my life. So being positive has just come out of that and I'm grateful for that. And working together makes us happy. Yeah. So Also here. my anti-anxiety medication, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> There you go. To my psychiatrist. Um, that has helped my life more than anything in the past few years. And we'll talk about that eventually. Um, we're getting there. Yeah. But we do feel down. I mean, I felt, I felt down today. Jay went to the garage to get the car, and the car had been back from service for a few weeks, and I haven't used it. And there's, like, a huge dent on the bumper. And I didn't do that. Like, someone in the garage did that. And I, that was just after, you know, having a few bills that I didn't expect and a few other financial stressors and I saw that picture and I just thought oh and I got down for a minute and then I thought you know what that's just a regular problem like that's not the no big deal that's not the end of the world it took some deep breaths but I also did what makes me feel better I got on my exercise bike I forced myself on the bike I was like I know if I get the endorphins going and I get the music going it'll help me feel better Mm -hmm. and I 
my bike's up against a window and I look up at the sky and it's blue. So all those things together really helped me. Mm -hmm. And then I went on a walk because today's we're recording on Martin Luther King Day. So I had the day off from work and I met a friend, which I'm not doing enough of. And I I think that also made me kind of sad. Like I just met her for 45 minutes. We did a quick walk around the reservoir, walked a little bit further and then I had to come home for a call. And I was like, oh, my God. I am not seeing my friends at all no, because the only place to safely see people right now is outside and it's freezing. Yeah. And after work, it's dark. So I, I'm not going for walks in the dark at night in the winter. That's just not, doesn't feel safe mm-hmm. and like a smart thing to do. So it's really just weekends. And I, I it reminded me, oh, I have to schedule more time with friends. Yeah, you do. I can't just wait till the spring. Right. I know. I'm kind of doing that too. I only have one friend who's here. Um, and it's, it's just hard. Yeah. So... We are positive people. We get down, but we try not to wallow in it. And what do I do sometimes? Like, sometimes I'm home alone if I'm a little bit down. I order some shitty food. Like, I, sometimes I do that and I think, oh, well, that wasn't the healthiest thing. And and I get down about, oh, I've just not eaten healthfully. And then I say, you know what? Give yourself a break. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Like, it's okay. You're not, like, doing cocaine or drinking three <laughs> bottles of wine on your own at night. You right. know, like, you're allowed to the eat. The vices are not horrible. Yeah. It's not great. Like, I'm trying to be more healthful because it builds on itself in a good way. But we definitely get down. I definitely eat cereal for dinner sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's just going to be okay right now. Yeah. I've been feeling down about the way that I look a lot lately. Just, I don't know why. Just, like, my hair's just been you? bothering me. Yeah, I just don't feel great. Everyone like, tells you you look like Daphne on Bridgerton. Yeah, that's she's nice. beautiful. No, I know, but it's I know, and that's a big compliment, and I do, and I love her. But I also found a dress on Etsy that I want to wear for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, just so, yes, yeah, so like when I, when I like have my hair natural for for a few days, it just gets kind of frizzy, and I just don't really feel that good like myself. And I'm going on my phone all the time, and so I'm seeing all this you know t- tailored stuff on Instagram. So just, I'm just doing my hair, you know, for half an hour, and then just like sitting back on the couch with my computer and working makes me feel better. Um, and just, you know, just wearing the same clothes all the time, just like kind of feels boring. And I'm not, I love putting outfits together, but I haven't been and just, you know, whatever. Winter doldrums or? Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I try to be positive. I also, um, if you feel like you're more down than usual, you've got to talk to someone. Yes. you got to do it. you got to do it. I am tomorrow. So <laughs> next week, maybe I'll feel better. These are good questions, everyone. Yeah. Send Thank them you. in. Send in more. And we're going to have some guests soon. And yeah. when you're listening to this, we'll, we'll have, have a, a new, president. new president and vice president. Hallelujah. I can't believe That's it. That's all I'm going to say. A hallelujah. Thank you, everyone who voted. If you didn't vote, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. All right. That's a little harsh. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. And we'll see you when we have the 46th president of the United States, Mr. Joseph R. Biden. And the first female vice president of the United States, Ms. Kamala Harris. We love you so very much. (laughs) Let's get it. Bye. Bye.